Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. As always, my name is Josh Allen, and today I am thrilled to have with me Thomas Michael Smith, who is running for the Green Coast Springs City Council. Thomas, tell us a little bit about yourself, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So, Thomas Michael Smith, uh, I'm from Green Cove Springs, graduated from Clay High School in 2005. Family is longtime residents of Green Cove Springs, and um, really looking forward to being on the ballot. So, very excited to be here. All right, man. So, um, all right. I'm just going to ask the question, why the heck would, would you want to run for Green Coast Springs City Council, right? Like, um, you know, tell us why. What draws you to that seat? There's a bunch of seats open. There's Soil and Water Conservation District, County Commissioner. There's all sorts of things to run for in Clay County. Why Green Coast Springs City Council? Yeah, great question. So from Green Cove, live in Green Cove, it's it's where, where my heart's at. It's where my family's at. We... Um, there are multiple seats open. There's a couple seats open within Green Cove Springs City Council. Uh, I'm running for seat four, and seat four is actually being termed out by uh, Van Royal. So Mr. Mayor Van Royal is terming out, so why not a better opportunity to put my name in the hat for an open seat here? All right, and tell us a little bit about your background. You and I were talking before uh, we started recording. Um, what, do you, like, what do you do in the private sector that you think would uh, help translate into the role of you know, city council person for uh, Green Cove? Yeah, so I currently work for a big firm. Um, prior to that, I worked in law enforcement. So I was in law enforcement for roughly 10 years and uh, gave up law enforcement only because of raising a young family. And uh, as we were talking, right. Right, my daughter was, was upset one Halloween that I was not uh, trick-or-treating with them. So it really got me thinking of, of where I need to go in life and um, made the big switch and I've, you know haven't regretted it since. And I worked for Green Cove Springs Police Department for a couple years as a part-time officer. So working full-time for, for um, my full-time job and then serving Green Cove Springs as a police officer on a part-time basis. And um, ultimately gave that up um, because I really have a strong desire to serve in another fashion. Okay. Yeah, I understand there. A lot of people ask me why I don't put out more content. Uh, for my website and the podcast and like sometimes you know family just comes first like Absolutely. you know this is a labor of love for me and you know it doesn't certainly doesn't make me any money <laughs> so I can understand the the tug of professional life versus family life um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Green Coast Springs in general what what do you think's going well in the city um, you know what, what what's your favorite thing I guess about living in Green Coast Springs what do you feel like is good about it yeah so I I'm from here right and I Growing up, we, I always had that feel like I wanted to leave, right? I think every young kid does. Yes. And, uh, you know, I know that may sound cliche, but my wife and I chose to build back here. Um, we, we built a house back in Green Cove Springs, and we've been here since. We love uh, raising a family here. This is a, you know, small town feel, right? But Green Cove does a lot of things right, and Green Cove is, is on the cusp of, of great growth um, and really great things coming this way. All right, let's talk about that growth a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's the hot button issue right now. Uh, it's a drum that I've been banging for a while and lots of other folks. Um, you know, people want to label me anti-growth, and that's not the case, right? It just okay. seems uh, my big concerns uh, have always been, uh, it seems like the folks in charge, um, you know, are <laughs> are helping folks make a lot of money in Clay County without thinking about impacts, right? Like yeah. I live over in the Middleburg area off of uh, County Road 220 near Henley. Um, you know, every day starting at 2.30, that road is backed up bumper to bumper 
um, you know, from like two thirty, three o'clock up until like six, seven o'clock sometimes. And that's just normal traffic. People just trying to come home from work, coming to and from their, their lives. How do you manage in your mind uh, as a city council person, uh, should you get elected, how do you manage growth that is inevitably going to happen, but mm-hmm. um, without letting it get out of hand and become detrimental to the town, the community? Yeah, precisely. So one of, one of the biggest platforms that I'm, I'm, running on is growing smartly and growing with a purpose. Um, you know, growth is coming. We, it, you can try to stop it all we want to, but I don't know that we can. Um, I am not growth averse either. However, I think that we need to be very cognizant and very aware of what we're allowing to come into Green Cove Springs and how it's going to impact our infrastructure, right? Our infrastructure, roadways, there's traffic coming through here now. Uh, there's, there's a lot of traffic, right? So mm-hmm. we, having those traffic studies, having those all kinds of things that, that we need to be done due diligence wise prior to even saying, yes, let's, let's go ahead and build here. Um, you know, going back to the, the quality of life here in Green Cove, I think, you know, you don't, don't want to just throw up neighborhoods just to throw up a neighborhood. Uh, we want to, I, I say we, but you know, my family and I want to live here because of the quality of life. And if we can maintain that, uh, that's, you know, the biggest thing. So we, we just have to be very aware of, the impact that we allow to come through. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's, I think what you said is right. How, you know, you're not going to stop growth. You can't really, you know, you don't want government telling people what they can, can't do with their property mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Correct. But you also <clears throat> don't want people who own property to run a rough shot over the environment and, and, and do things that, that are going to be detrimental to everybody long-term. So the question is, how do you accomplish that? And I, I don't know that there's an easy answer. I just see things, you know, and I've been <laughs> beating this drum incessantly for a while. I know this isn't in Green Cove, but that water bottling plant, right? you know, over off the First Coast Expressway, like, you know, that's a, an example of something that was just agreed to. And we didn't really think about, you know, the long-term daily detriment of pulling a million gallons of water out of the ground, exactly. um, you know, in a state where, you know, a lot of projections start to talk about Florida having a water crisis within the next 20 to 30 years, if not, you know, maybe a little bit longer out. I don't know how true those are, but if there's any nugget of truth to it, you know, you've got to be careful with things like that. So what do you feel like are the biggest, uh, other than growth, you know, we can talk about that till we're sort of blue in the face, but other than growth, what are some of the biggest challenges you see as a resident of Green Cove? Like what's going on that needs to be dealt with, um, you know, maybe isn't being dealt with or could be dealt with more effectively? Yeah. I mean, it's again, right. Going back to that growth piece, I think we have to be aware and, and looking forward, uh, far in advance, right? If we're looking at five years from now, we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're already looking uh, too closely to, to that growth and, and what we're doing. So taking that and looking at, you know, public safety, public safety is another area that I support strongly uh, as a former police officer myself and part-time officer with Green Cove Springs formerly, uh, you know, they're going to need, they're going to go through some challenges themselves with, with that growth and, and being aware of that I think is something that needs to be brought to the table early on. Yeah, I think, you you know, that, that's the big thing. You know, Sheriff Cook came to BCC asking for additional funds for her budget uh, this last budget cycle. And there was a lot of, <clears throat> you know, a lot of consternation over that. Um, you know, a lot of people in favor of it and a lot of folks like me that were, were sort of like, hey, we respect what law enforcement does, but, you know, is this the right time to come and say, give me millions of more dollars? So, again, there's that tension there, right? Like, we know that growth is going to lead to more people. More people is going to lead to more 
opportunities for uh, needing law enforcement and even, but even, you know, not just law enforcement, fire, you know, rescue, Absolutely. you know, that, that sort of stuff. So um, I know what I see, the problem that I see in Green Cove, and, and I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Like today, before we met, we're, we're actually here at the Green Cove Springs Library uh, recording this episode. I came in to town and, and there's not really whole lot of places to necessarily like eat lunch. I knew right? this like topic on a, on a, was going to yeah. surface You know, and, 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 and I get why, because there's not a huge population of people that live down here, like in the actual city proper, right? There's not, uh, but, uh, but uh, what do you think is like a, a need or the sort of business that, that you, if you're elected to the city council, what, what sort of businesses would you like to see be attracted to the city of Green Cove? So I can tell you this, uh, again, going back to what we were talking earlier, I, I'm very pro-less government here right um so the less government involvement that we have and the, the you know the free enterprise the better right um however i am also the chairman currently of the green cove springs citizen advisory council and right. what we do is we we get around we talk and we come up with ideas to help out the city council um, and help bring forward issues that that we see as residents, sure. uh, you know, we're not a governing body, so we're not in there passing legislature, you know, we're not in there doing anything, um, right. but we're ultimately, you know, bringing that awareness to city council and, and ambassadors from the city to uh, other residents, as well as being ambassadors to the city council. So looking at um, the restaurants, it's a, a big topic, right. right? We, we definitely, definitely need that. Um, I know there's big talk that we have nothing but pizza shops and vape shops around here. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know I, I assumed that this topic would come up, but no, I do love, I do love DeFontana's pizza. Oh, uh, isn't it delicious? And even, um, the place I ended up eating at today, cause I didn't realize they were open on the weekends was, um, Sweet Sensations. Oh, yeah. uh, so I had a wonderful turkey sandwich from there today. This is not a knock on the, the places that are here. Um, you know, you just wonder, um, you know, there's La Casita. There, there's a few. Um, I, I just get, I think uh, much like Keystone, Green Cove is sort of forgotten sometimes by the general populace in the county. Everybody wants to go to the Oakleaf Town Center, which isn't even in Clay County, uh, or like Fleming Island, oh, yeah. some of the other, other places. Uh, Orange Park is has really started a push to sort of redevelop and, and draw new businesses into there. Um, so I would love to see the same sort of, I don't know, revitalization of, of downtown Green Cove. Um, so it, it's always interesting to me to hear what the people who, who live down here uh, think about it, you know. So. so I think that's it, right? How do you incentivize the businesses to come out here? The demand's here. Right. The demand's here. And, you know, it's, it's again, how do you incentivize those businesses to, to set up shop and, and to stay long term? Um, yeah, because you have some, you know, God love the, the Burger King that's here. Uh, you know, in Green Cove, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if you've had the same experience that a lot of people have had, but that Burger King, God love them. They, they, you know, they have a lot of trouble with, uh, with basic stuff. So I think the problem that you have sometimes is, is people will pop into Green Cove. They'll have a bad experience with, with a handful of places. Cause there are certain ones, I'm not going to name them that aren't on the same level as DeFontana and, and Sweet Sensations and, um, you know, Spring Park Coffee. Uh, and I think, you know, I think Green Cove gets a little bit of a bad rap, uh, sometimes when people just sort of happen to go to the the wrong place, maybe, um, you know, so, it, you know, it's interesting to me, um, <clears throat> Green Cove Springs in general, like I love Spring Park, I think the county's done a good job in the city of Green Cove, have done a great job with, with Spring Park, um, <clears throat> there is a little bit, I, I have noticed, there, there, there's a lot of folks in Spring Park after dark, right, and I don't know that, 
uh, that's necessarily a good thing? Or, or what are your views on that? Have you, have, as a resident of Green Cove, has anybody voiced concerns about sort of the indigent population that, that seems to inhabit the park after, uh, has there been any issues with that? Or is that just me, you know, making a, a mountain out of a molehill, I guess? No. So, so Spring Park is a very safe place. Is it? Uh, okay. Even after dark, right? It's very safe. Um, the police department here does a fantastic job of, of policing the area. They, I can speak to it myself cause I've done it multiple times, but throughout the night they are constantly in there. They roll okay. through there, um, you know, to deter any potential nefarious acts that, that may be going on that, or, right. or at, you know, thoughts of, of acts that they want to commit, but it's, it's a very safe place. Well, that's good. Cause there's a big, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard there's a big problem with, with all kinds of drugs in other parts of the County. God love, you know, the Clay Hill area, but you know, things are, things are, whoo, things are wild out there. Um, to the point where, you know, I was out at one of the gas and the big gas stations they built out there. And a guy asked me if I knew where I could get, where he could get some sort of drug, but he was clearly high. Like, cause nobody, nobody that's not high is going to walk up to a, a stranger and say, Hey man, do you know, uh, where I can get this? Like, um, you know, so it, I'm, it's glad to hear that, that from the resident's perspective, Spring Park is safe. And, and for the record, I've never had a bad experience in Spring Park. I just know that, uh, sometimes if, if things aren't policed well, um, you know, you can, you can create a bubble for certain sorts of activity that leads to other sometimes harmful activity. Right. Um, so, you know, if, how do you feel about term limits? Because that's another big thing. Are there term limits on the city council? I don't remember. There are. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right, because we talked yep. about Van Royal. Yep, yep. So brain fart on my part. So um, so how do you feel about that? Do you feel like term limits are, are an effective way to, to keep fresh perspectives? Or do you are you one of the folks who, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, believe that if you find a good politician, you should let them serve as long as they're willing? No, I, I agree with term limits. Yeah. I think that they're a great thing. Um, I'm actually really excited that this election is – uh, coming up April 12th, right? Plug there. But the April 12th election, we actually have other people on the ballot, right? So it's not just going to be me signing my name up and, and uh, automatically elected. The people of Greenco will have, will have a voice in this election, which is, which is really cool. But yes, uh, totally agree with term limits. Yeah. So what do you, um, so let's say you get elected, let's assume, you know, best wishes for you. Um, wh- what would be something that obviously you can't act alone. You're part of a, you know, board, of, I think it's five members, five, five seats yep. yeah, on the Green Coast Springs City Council. Um, but let's say you sort of had, you know, you had the ability to just enact an agenda, a legislative agenda. What, what would be some of your priorities in terms of what you want to accomplish as a council member? So coming in fresh, right? Um, I don't want to come in guns blazing and, and, come in there and say that they're doing things wrong right because they're they're definitely not but what I, I would like to see is is what developments are underway um what what's in the pipeline um and really get my feet wet and understand what's what's coming um for future votes right that way i can understand uh better what the citizens want and where we're where they're planning on going prior to my taking the seat right yeah that makes sense um so what do you, um, all right, so I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit. Yeah, of course. I know you don't want to come in, you say you don't want to come in guns blazing and tell people they're doing things wrong. What are some things that you feel like could be going better in the city of Green Cove? It doesn't necessarily have to be from the government itself, but just what, yeah. where do you see areas for improvement? Uh, involvement, uh, engagement. I mean, those are, those are big things, right? It's, it's we're, we're, I attend city council meetings quite regularly, um, both as a resident and as the chairman of the citizens advisory committee. Um, and once the public portions out, the room clears, right? 
and it's, you know, it's, it is, I guess it is what it is. Um, but more engagement would from the citizens uh, and voicing their, their true concerns right. would, would be huge. Yeah. I'm a big fan of giving politicians the hardest of hard times. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and all I mean by that is like, make sure that they understand that you're, you're watching what they're doing. Right. I but that, I mean, that's just it, right. Yeah. That that's, we work for you. Yeah. So, um, what time are the, the city council meetings held for Green Cove? I don't remember. I know I've watched the video. I usually watch them like a day later, so I don't know what time they actually... Yeah, two, they're normally Tuesdays, uh, I believe at 7 or 7.30. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my big gripe with some of the other legislative bodies in the county is that they have them. They have their meetings at like 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock. And I'm like, how's a person Who's with gonna a job, attend that, right? you know, supposed to be there? And there's one, you know, there's one legislative body, you know, shout out to the Clay County School Board who's notorious for not for, for just making it a point to like, you know, have meetings at times they know people can't attend, but you know, I'm glad to hear that maybe the green coast spring city council is a little bit different. Um, and what they do, do you, not to interrupt you, but they do yeah. a great job of, of voicing when those meetings are. Uh, yeah. They, they put out signs the day before all sure. throughout the city, you know, so it's, it's yeah. the awareness is there. So it's good too. Yeah. 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 That, I guess that's what I'm saying. They do, they do a better job of publicizing where, whereas, you know, other bodies um, don't necessarily God love them, but they just don't do that well. Um, so if you had the ability to write a blank check for what you, the ideal future for the city of Green Cove, what would it look like? That's a good one. Um, I'm really excited that AMI kids are coming in and the the, the renovations to Vera Francis have, have been going on. Right. Um, this it, It's such a great use of the space. Um, AMI kids was currently, they were at Clay High School. They ran out of space and were looking for a home. And uh, they worked with the city council and, and they found a space for them. And it's, I mean, it's so it's so cool to see. Can like, you tell? Can you tell people what what that is for people who don't know? Yeah, so AMI Kids is like a it's an alternative school almost, right? right? So it's it's for um, I believe young men only, and so those young men come to the school and it's 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 a school that they put on and and teachers come in and it's for it's what a, what you would classically term sort of as at risk youth, right? Like maybe correct youth that don't have uh, you know the sort of positive influences that, that you would hope everybody would get to have in their life. Um, I'll drop a link in the show notes for people who are interested in that to, to do a little more research there. But yeah, I did see that. I was invited to a couple events, uh, sort of, there was like an open house or something recently. Uh, I didn't yes. get a chance to make it, but, uh, but you know, that that's one of the things, you know, you and I talked about juggling professional life with family life. Um, you know, I get invited to a lot of events, like, and I have to be choosy sometimes which ones you can go to absolutely you can't so uh that's one of the things i like about government meetings being broadcast on on you know youtube or facebook or wherever i don't have to feel like i have to be in the room especially for things like green cove i don't live in green cove i have no say in the future of green cove i just know as a person who lives close enough that i'm here all the time my my you know one of my daughter's favorite parks is spring park right so Perfect. we're here all the time hanging out um, you know, I have a, I would say I have an interest in the future of Green Cove, but I don't necessarily have, I'm not a stakeholder per se. Right. So, um, all right. So that's really all the questions I had for you. So I'm going to put you on the spot with a couple of hard ones now. Yeah. Right? Uh, are you an iPhone or an Android guy? Uh, iPhone all the way. All right. Hey, everybody so far that I've asked that question to has been an iPhone person. So, uh, that's the right answer by the way. All right. And second one is uh, Coke or Pepsi. Uh, I try to stay away from all of those, but definitely, definitely Coke fan. Uh, there you go. Two right answers. All right. We've had no Pepsi fans. Uh, and you know, I, I think honestly, I'd have a hard time voting for anybody who thinks Pepsi tastes better than Coke. So, uh, you know, maybe if you come on the show, don't tell me. 
Um, you know, <laughs> so, all right, cool. Last thing, uh, this is how I end with everybody. Uh, give me your, uh, 30 second elevator pitch. Not, well, not me. Give the citizens of Green Coast Springs your 30 second elevator pitch of why you should be elected to city council. Awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, I feel like I know so that I am one of the best candidates on the, on the ballot for seat four here. Uh, I will work extremely hard. And I'm from Green Cove. I know Green Cove. Uh, and I feel like I will have the ability to have that open mind. Um, and I will not uh, come in there with a closed mind and, and think that, um, you know, the direction that w- is slated is the way that we should be going. Um, so very open-minded to where we need to be going. Awesome, man. And I also, you know, uh, I tell people this every time I interview someone who's not a lawyer. I think one of my favorite things about you is that you're not a lawyer. I think we need less lawyers in politics. uh, (laughs) You know, the less the better. So uh, as always, you know, Thomas, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks for making time for me. No, I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for getting the word out. Yep. Good luck. Good luck in the election. And, you know, if you win, you have to come on and do a victory lap. Let's do it. All right.